Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hi, welcome back to another episode. I cannot wait for you to hear from today's guest, Gina Onativia. She is with the Course Creation Boutique. Of course, talking all things course creation. I'm so excited for you to hear from her because so many listeners ask me all the time, like, hey, how do I create a course? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I'm not the expert when it comes to creating a course. And so I'm really excited to have Gina on today because she's going to give us some great tidbits about how to create a course. How do you even find your idea? What if you have too many ideas? So Gina, thank you so much for joining me today. So excited to get started, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm excited. So tell the audience, like, tell us what's your background? How did you get to here? Like where so many people I, I love talking to my podcast guests, because it's so many different backgrounds. So many people started in corporate, so many people started here, there, everywhere. So I'm really excited to hear your story. Yes, absolutely. So I take you way back to my yeah. days at Tony Robbins working oh, for yeah. my peak performance coach, Tony Robbins, and I built courses multimedia courses for Tony Robbins. I'd go into the studio with him. I'd prep him for events. And then I decided to get pregnant with my son, Tristan and Amy Porterfield. I'm sure your listeners are uh, familiar with Ames. Ames was my boss and my best friend. When I was pregnant, she said to me, you know, you don't have to go back. Courses are the future. You're great at them. You could go out on your own. And then I started Course Creation Boutique based on, and that just takes that one thought, right? That one person to say, hey, what if? And Ames was that person for me. And then from there, I joined, my husband already had a business. He's an art director. And we started building courses for experts, speakers, entrepreneurs, and we built out to digital marketing. And we have the business we have today because Amy had that idea. That's awesome. I had no idea. That's really cool. I love to hear because I I mean, most people listening have probably heard of Amy and probably listened to her podcast. She is one of the queens of digital courses. Absolutely. And I love that she was such a supporter. And I think people listening will probably love her even more after hearing that because as women, even as women, and I, I don't always like to point out like as women, this as women, that but as women, like we're the ones pushing out the kids. And so we really do have a little bit more of that, like, oh, want to be with the kids and Mm -hmm. versus typically the the fathers. And so I love that she was so supportive. And I know that she doesn't even have biological children. And so that's really, I love to hear that. I'm glad you shared that. So she's so generous. And then and plus, you're saying for moms, I knew I was going to have one. We have Tristan and I didn't want to miss one moment. And and she knew that. And she's always been like that. Just, just so everyone knows, like she's as authentic and generous as you think. Oh, that's awesome. So how long ago was that when y'all worked at Tony Robbins? Oh my gosh. We are going on, that was 12, 
13 more than a decade ago wow that we worked together that's awesome robbins and i mean we shared hotel rooms together just so you guys know amy likes to shut down the lights early and just go to bed she doesn't care what you're doing so <laughs> when she's ready for bed she's ready for bed well i'm curious gina for you your background even before tony robbins what like what were your qualifications for not saying like you have to have these certain qualifications but i'm curious like to get hired at tony robbins like yeah what were they looking for yeah i i love that you asked me that no one ever asked me that so i'm a journalist by trade by education i went to j school with a double English major. Okay. I'm really, <laughs> really using that right now. That's really helping my marketing skills. Uh, but I, I knew how to develop an idea because I was a journalist. Yeah. I knew about content. I knew how to tell a story. And when I got hired, this is great. No one would hire me when I moved to San Diego because they're like, who is this new girl right in her twenties? And I was like, okay, I just got to walk into the courtyard the people at Tony Robbins were having a party in the courtyard. I walked up to, I said, where's Andrea from HR? They said, that's her right there. She had a cake in her hands. I go, you need to hire me. And I handed her my resume. And then I got hired and I had no idea what the role was really about. They said, the chairman is looking for creative help and content development help. And I'm like, I can do that. And then all of a sudden I'm going all these events and I'm traveling once a month. And it was the greatest experience of my life because that's how I learned how to develop courses, how to yeah. develop programs from scratch, and how to support any course creator, any expert in that endeavor. And so am I an instructional designer by by trade? No, I had a guy ask me that once, by the way, and I call like, okay, where's <laughs> your degree from? And I said, I don't have a degree, but I worked for Tony Robbins for five plus years. And it was the greatest education ever. And everybody listening, and I know you talk about this, Andrea, expertise doesn't mean you have a degree. It doesn't mean yeah. you paid for something, right? It's about experiences. So let me yeah. shut up for a minute. And no, we'll no, you're great. I love it. And I, I mean, I love that too, because what I have learned for me personally, because I, I left a big law after seven months, nobody yeah. was going to hire me. Yeah. I didn't have experience like seven months in big laws, nothing like I you still know nothing. <laughs> but I knew that I was so hungry and determined to learn. I literally taught myself everything I needed to know to serve small businesses. That's right. Because I, I was doing something, I was doing litigation at Big Law, just miserable. But what I've learned from there, even hiring, I actually don't care what degree people have. When I hired my first associate back when I had the law firm, he was brand new out of law school. And most people want experience when they're hiring an associate. And I'm like, no, I actually don't care about the experience. I want to know that you're hungry enough and you actually care enough about the small businesses. So I'm totally with you there about the degree, like whether it means something or not. It's a matter of how hungry are you? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a degree, if you're wanting this more advanced position, like, do you have the experience? Because that experience, oh, screw the degree. And that's honestly like, that's what I hate about corporate America these days. They're like, oh, you have to have this degree. And like my best friend, she works for MD Anderson. It's one of the top cancer centers in America. Okay. And she's on the admin side and she's like way up for medical coding, but she's stuck because she never, she didn't get a four-year degree, but she is wonderful at her job. She's great. Knows how like wonderful at managing people. Like people love her, but she literally will not be able to get another promotion until she has that four-year degree. Wow. And it's just like, look at how many people you're holding back that's from crazy. going further in your 
organization because of just a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. But and anyways, I don't want to, no, <laughs> I don't want to make this about people are waiting for permission to be mm-hmm. experts. Well, I guess I'll wait around until somebody says like, I'm the expert. Right. Yeah. Or maybe I've had people and I know I bet you've too, like, Oh, I have to go back to school for this. No, yeah. it's about those experiences and it's about what you're teaching now and the transformations that you're providing now. For some reason, almost weekly now I'm getting DMs about people that want to go to law school and they're like, can you give me some advice? And I'm like, yeah, don't go. (laughs) Because I I tell people all the time, like I'm not using my law degree right now. Like I don't, once I graduated from law school, I was like, I actually don't want to be a lawyer for the rest of my life, but I knew I wanted to be involved in the law. And so I don't want to keep going on this topic, but basically what I'll end with is you don't need to have a fancy degree to be successful. Absolutely. Figure out what you want to do and figure out how you can do that without getting a degree. Experience is worth so much more than any degree. Anyways, love that topic. Love that we had that discussion. But going back to courses. So speaking of experience, when someone has an idea and they're like, okay, I want to create a course, Mm -hmm. but maybe they think they don't have experience or they don't even know what they want to create a course on. How, like, what are some tips that you have for them? Yeah. So I say that you have a course inside of you if you have a result in an audience. So, so let me back up a little bit. So I know you talk about having a great niche. I'm a big believer in that too, starting with the smallest segment or as Seth Godin says, we love Seth Godin, the passionate corner or the swimming pool. Like people look for an ocean right? Like, oh, what's the ocean of people I can provide? Like, all right, all right. Let's start with just the swimming pool of the people that you can speak to. And that's where we're talking about niching down. And then the second part, that result, what -hmm. have you brought to someone or to yourself? Like I have course creators who said, I worked on myself. I have a unique weight loss system that I did for myself. I want to teach people that too. So as long as you know that there's a system for results, you can have a course, you can teach a program, you can put yourself out there. That's, that's what I truly believe. And that's what I see again and again. And on the flip side of that, what do you say to the people that have too many ideas? They're like, Oh, "Oh, I want to talk about fitness. I want to talk about career. I want to talk about this and that. What do you say to those people? Yeah. So I say, I talk about the three M's if I could like, just go through that, Andrea. So, Mm -hmm. uh, cause that's every entrepreneur, right? Like so many people we work with, or like, I've got a million ideas inside of me. I don't even know where to start. So here's three M's that I want to talk about. So one is money maker. And it's, listen, it's not always about the money, but let's be honest, we want some cash flow going. It is. And this is where I say, look, where can you make the money to start? Where you get that cash flow going? And it might be something with a lower price point. I think a lot of times when I'm talking to people, like, I've got my signature masterpiece ready. I'm like, eh. How about starter course material, right? How about workshop? How about we start with a two hour cozy little paid workshop and then build from there? Where can you start in terms of that? Like I had a a client, I had a grad, Elaine, who taught colorists how to do a traditional way of coloring their hair. And she was putting out like a 497 program. She was seeing limited results. I said, why don't you try paid webinars for $97? She built her business on those low price webinars, sold her salon, lives in the beaches of Florida now, is living the life. Because she started smaller, right? Because, and she went for that moneymaker. So, and then the second one, and stop me at any time, Andrea, to break me up here. (laughs) MVP, that's my second one. I'm sure you know, minimum viable product, right? 
what's the low hanging fruit that you have that you can build a course today? So because a lot of times, and I do this too, it's like, oh, I really want to build this course. Well, what do you already have content for? Like I've, I had some, a woman who wanted to teach doodling, doodling. I was like, that's cool. She's like, I already taught these three webinars. Can I make a course out of it? Sure. She bundled those together. She made a $97 course. Boom. MVP, baby. And then the third is the momentum builder. So where's the next step in terms of customer path? And where are you ready? So if you want to put out that lower price point, maybe you have a higher price point course. Maybe you have group coaching at the other side of that, right? And like, where do you have that journey already thought out? That's those are the three M's that I like to to start with people. If you are struggling with having too many ideas. Yeah. A lot of times people have pieces, but they think it's not good enough, right? Oh, well, I've got to do it from scratch or I want to, I've had people who filmed something, right? Recorded something a couple of years ago. And she's like, I'm not quite sure. Good enough. I'm like, it's good enough. Go put it out there. Cause I think it's imperfection. We're, we're afraid of that. Right. An imposter syndrome put it out, see what happens. You never know what's going to, you never know what you're going to get out of it. Uh, You say hierarchy, I say funnel or customer path or journey or whatever you want to call it. It's having that path in mind in terms of how you want to help people, right? So if you have your part, like we could talk about your funnel too. So, but because I know you've got programs. So say you've got lower price points, say you've got a $47 course that you're getting people in, you're getting mass quantities, And then maybe you're selling to a $500 course that then sells into group coaching and that's your higher price point. I know that one feeds into the other. I've got clients and and students who like, okay, Elaine, I mentioned Elaine. So from that 97 webinar, she has a membership site that you can opt into now. And then from there, she can have coaching. And then now she has retreats. So she has high-end retreats at the end of that. But initially, she just had the 97 into, say, that 497 or the 397. And now, as as she has built herself up as a course creator, she has built out more of that path. So just having kind of the end game, she knows her sweet spot now is that membership. So she knows she wants to drive people toward that. Keep that in mind. What's your bread and butter in terms of what you're driving people towards? And then what's that lower price point? What's that entry point for them? The sweet spot. And then you might have a, a higher price point. And you might not. So one question that I have, because I've been hearing mixed reviews or mixed feedback is what about freebies? Because I know like five years ago, it was, oh, offer free and then sell. And and now I just keep hearing about SLOs and which self-liquidating offer for those listening. And that's really coming in at at that $37, $47 product and then upselling. Yeah. And I hear of a lot of people just doing away with freebies. I'm curious about your take on it. So I'm a fan. Okay. So you call it SLO. I call it a tripwire, whatever, uh, yeah. whatever you call <laughs> it. I'm a fan of testing what works mm-hmm. for you. I am not going to say get away from the free just yet though, because I think people see value in it. Here's yeah. what I will say, get creative with the yeah. free opt-in, right? So, and really, what do your people want? And where will you see the least friction? So yeah. uh, the like a guide, a good old guide, a cheat sheet, right, is still gold for many people who just like, hey, just give me the steps. 
or questions that I need to move forward. People are still looking for that quick win. I don't care like what industry you're in. So, and in terms of what do they need to know or where do they need to go before they take your class? So for example, I was just talking to a student who's teaching advertising writers how to go out on their own and freelance. And Mm -hmm. she had a section in her course that was about overcoming the fears and how to make sure it happens in longevity, like how to make it last. I was like, this is a great lead magnet. The secrets to making an advertising freelance career last for the long term, because that's what she's done. She's she's got a career for years and years. I'm like, you want them to get over those fears so they're ready to buy your course. So that's why I still like that freebie, Andrea, because it gets people ready to buy whatever your next offer is. I also like a tripwire, depending if that's right for your business. But I say test, 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 test. Like a a free masterclass might be better for you than a guide, right? A quiz might be better or an assessment, but I'm still a proponent of the free. Just, Just test what really works for your people and what gets them to buying your program. Got it. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. And for the tripwire, and now I'm kind of selfishly asking, because I'm always curious about these questions. For the tripwire, so let's say you have like a $20 to $60 product to get Mm -hmm. people in. What, like I've heard from people like, oh, only sell like a $2,000 product after that, or, you know, you could sell a $10,000 product after that, or just a few hundred dollar product after that. Like, what do you, like, what is your advice around that? Oh, I mean, okay. So again, we're going to test. Well, not, okay. And I'm not talking about the actual tripwire. So you have like the offer and then the bump. I'm talking about like, they go through that and then, and then there's. I, I'm a fan of a selling system at the end of that tripwire. So that could be a video sales yeah. letter, right? That could be a, a video series. I could be an evergreen masterclass. So I am a fan after that tripwire that there is another boost of value to then sell into the program, especially if you're talking about like a $2,000 program. I'm fine with that if there's a, that substantial selling system, like like what I just mentioned, one of those three that I just mentioned, or a challenge. I've seen people like turn their challenge into evergreen. Then I'm good with it. Like you said, two thousand. I was like, oh whoa, I yeah right. So uh, I still think maybe like a, under a nine ninety seven might be a great offer, but it depends also on what how much value you're willing to put out there, right? So I think it's right. What's right for your industry? What are your competitors doing? And then change it up and test it out. Oh my gosh, so much value. I could talk to you all day, but I know we only have a limited amount of time. So before we end, there's one question that I ask every single guest, and that is, what is your number one business tip? Ooh, oh my gosh, my number one business tip, uh, start small. So I kind of mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast, but people I think have big, big dreams and big Mm -hmm. ideas of what they want to achieve. And listen, I want you to have big dreams. Don't get me wrong. Like I want you to build that wellness center in five years or 10 years. Right. But for now, start small, start with a starter course. or that workshop that I mentioned before, and just get your, your feet wet and just try that on. Because I think so much, so many times when we try something big, we end up not finishing. So when you start small, you finish on fire. That's what I, that's what I think. So that's so good. I love that. Okay. Well, Gina, please tell everyone where they can find you. How can they find your courses, which I'm sure you've got plenty of them. Yes, I do have a few courses. Uh, I would love if you're going to be on my podcast, Andrea. So uh, if you go to coursecreationboutique.com, you can check out the podcast. You can check out uh, my different freebies and, and all kinds of goodies for your listeners. I love it. Yes, absolutely. This was fun. Thanks for having me on. 
Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? Feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.